And now hear the word as it comes to us from the book of John in the 20th chapter and beginning in the 19th verse. <clears throat> Late that same day, the first day of the week, when the disciples were together behind the locked doors for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he showed them his hands and his side. On seeing this, seeing the Lord, the disciples were overjoyed. Jesus said again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. The word of God for the people of God. As Ray has indicated, I, I spent some time in Amory uh, teaching uh, middle, the middle school there, seventh grade in particular. And yes, it was Joe Burrow's father that was came to my brother at our house when we got back, my brother and I got back from Georgia teaching our first year out of state, said I got two openings. One was for science and one for science and math. My brother was a science teacher and I could teach both. So he offered us the same money we were getting in Georgia, so we said yes. And yes, the second year I was there, I taught Joe's father or James' his son. But anyway, it was out of that experience, and my brother and I were also going back to state to get our doctor, not our doctor, our master's degree, I'm sorry, our master's degree. And on the summer that I was to get that degree, there was a young lady from Boonville down there with nothing better to do than kill the summer. Her friends, some of her friends were going to go be going there, so why not go with them and have, you know, have some fun in summer school? Well, I don't know if she had any fun or not. Well, we've been together about 58 years since. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, uh, we've met and we late, not much later married. But it was not long after we married, and she'll tell you real quick like she married a school teacher. She didn't marry a preacher. But it's not long after we married uh, that uh, yeah, I answered the call into the ministry. That's when I, after finishing the year out, I went to Georgia and started, I met George Jackson, so that's part of the story. Yeah, I entered the ministry and served churches all over North Mississippi. When we got to Louisville, some years later, my wife got into the nursing home business as an administrator. She wound up spending 25 years in various nursing homes. And so a few years after she had been in an administrative nursing home, she said, Jerry, you're called to preach. And I'm called to the nursing home. And she felt just as called to that ministry as I did. And I'll guarantee you, every resident she had was 
she treated his family. She expected her staff to treat them as family. She said, they're your family, treat them. You're privileged to work in their home. And if you can't treat them as family, don't let the door hit you on the way out. She loved it. She lived it. She breathed it. She was called. I say all of that to say there's different kinds of calls. Jesus said here to the disciples, as the Father sent me, so send I you. And he not only sent those disciples, those few in that room, he was not only talking to them, as we know, but he was talking to disciples that have come down through the centuries. And he sent, as the Father sent him, we are sent. Now if you stop to think, he did a lot of things in those three short years of his ministry. Yes, he preached. But yes, he healed. Yes, he fed. He taught. He was the love of God incarnate. He was the love of God in the flesh. And God had sent him to share that love in whatever way, in whichever way, and wherever he was and to share it. And he did. So send I you, he said. To share the love in whatever way. As we look back let us look back for a few minutes at those disciples, and I, I think we have kind of tamed Easter, if you want to say. We've kind of put Easter in a nice little package. Uh, we've got even the crucifixion in a nice little package. You've got a cross here. I was given a cross this morning, putting a Bible. We have crosses everywhere, and now we have big crosses on the highway. Nice, neat, clean. And we talk of the crucifixion and we go on. Then we get to the empty tomb and we talk while well, the stone was rolled away and what, how great that is. And we sing hallelujah and we go on. Nice, neat, little package. That first Easter day was anything but a nice neat little package. Three days before they had buried their leader, their loved one, the one they had given their life to as we have given, buried for, you know, family of ours who have given their life to us and we've given our life to. And they had walked away from the grave like we have walked away from the grave in tears, not knowing how we were going to get along without them. And I'm sure they didn't know even more than that what they were going to do. They'd given up everything. Their hearts had to be broken. It's ours are broken when we lose a loved one. But as scripture says, there was more than heartbroken. You see, that nice, neat little cross that we have was not a nice, neat little thing. It was 
the electric chair of the day or the gas chamber of the day. And there's nothing neat or nice about the gas chamber or the electric chair. It's for criminals. And that's why he was killed, as a criminal. And these people sitting in this room would realize that he was not only put to death as a criminal, but on the trumped up charges, made up charges just to get rid of him. And he had been betrayed. Who was gonna betray them? There were his. They were his followers. They were known. No, it would take, maybe, might not even take a betrayal and they would be like him. Their life would be gone too. So, sitting in that room that night had to be a lot of fear in their hearts as well, as grief. Can you imagine being torn, fear, watching the door every minute? Afraid somebody was going to open it who was going to kind of come get you and put you on that cross while you were grieving. But yet, I think there's something else going on with them. That's why I'm saying this wasn't a nice, neat little day, folks. They had seen him that morning. They had seen him that morning. Now we got used to that too. He was alive. We know he's alive. We've got years of that. And how many times again have we buried people we love? And just imagine three days later they're walking around. We walked away from their grave, but what would we think? How would we wrap our heads around that? Here's our loved one that we buried, that we, you know, put the dirt on top of the grave, and we know he's dead.
No doubt you stand in the presence of me.
Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy and grace. And help us to be strong enough, open enough, willing enough to share wherever and however we can. Once in his name we pray. Amen.